0: This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me You're not gonna do nothing, you are not above me I bet you wish you was me, I know this it. Is I know for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve Go ahead and play it back, I know what I know Alright everyone, welcome back this is the Solve for Why Vlogcast episode number eleven. We finally made it to Berkey's favorite number. Of course, it is myself, Christian Soto, host of the show. My friend, good friend, never a backer, Berkey eleven.
1: Your hands in my shot, bro.
0: This is this is like uh, they... no. Your window's here. Okay, well, <laughs> I'll start again if you want. We've been over this. Your window's here. Listen, my window is wherever I want my window to be. I fly free. We can't box in your Dominican, you know. No, <laughs> fucking uh, Nick, Howard tried try to box in my Dominican? He took my flag out. <laughs> Still waiting on my flag, Nick. We got range cards. Range cards. What?
1: A what? A range card. Yeah, uh,
0: we 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 color outside the lines. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We're back. Episode number eleven. We're still doing the film, uh, like in terms of we're not doing it live yet. Yeah. Because Andre's a little bitch. Andre's a little bitch. Andre's a little bitch. Uh, Andre is a little bit afraid of catching Corona. I mean, I'm afraid of catching Corona too. We went and got Corona, uh, tested. Yeah. I was seeing stars, man. After that thing, like they put that. You were crying. Yeah, literally. man. They put. Listen, I literally saw stars. Like I was li- like. I'd never seen that. Like I know now when people get knocked out and they're like, Oh, I see stars. Like I know what they're talking about. I was literally like catching the stars. <laughs> I was catching the stars. <laughs> but yeah, we, we both got tested, it got negative. It was funny. I sent you like our doctor's not really supposed to tell us what the like No, nah, it's fine. <laughs> like But I was uh, he was like, Oh, your your test is negative. He texted me in the morning. Like, yeah. He's like, you're test negative. I'm like, how about Berkey? <laughs> because he's been around me. He's like, he's negative too. Don't worry. Yeah, we're <laughs> I was, good. I was like, Berkey breathed on me. <laughs> he's like, he's like, nah, you're fine. So, so that was cool. But then that was good news because I've been playing. I I was putting in a lot of hours at Bellagio, and I was like, man, like, I, I don't know, like, we're in a weird space here, right? Yeah. Um, but the Bellagio is actually pretty good. Uh, it's it's one of those. I think the plexiglass is, like, a pretty safe environment for some reason. Like, it's, like, there's really nothing could... could I think it's, could, like, a false sense of security. To be honest, like,
1: everything I've seen and, you know, granted, I don't know how much we can dig into the data. But if two people are wearing masks, the likelihood of them cross-contaminating one another is, like, 1%. Yeah. Plus the
0: plexiglass now is, like, you know, 0. 0.8. Sure. I don't know. It has to count for something. It can't I, be I mean,
1: Maybe. Who knows? But, yeah,
0: it's a pretty... The most thing I'm afraid of at Bellagio is the chips. Because yeah. the chips in the cards so are like, I usually like use the the hand sanitizer a lot. Um, But yeah, I mean, we're still here. No, no live, no live podcast soon. I'm a little sad about the people. Like, you know, where is Angel for you? Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Angel for you to envy. Yeah, like I mean, we can't talk to him. There's, yeah, you know, there's, I mean, no, there's no people saying like, don't talk about politics. Streams are dead. Yeah, streams are dead. Like what's going to happen? Like, I don't know. So let's talk about that. So... WSOP has at least the American side has come and gone. Yep. Uh the streams have now halted. Uh there's people doing content like we see a little bit of like Andrew Niemi putting out like oh I cashed this Mexico bird. Um <laughs> and, and and things like that, but generally speaking the American side is now down, right? Yeah. We're not going to see we're very long likely to see Negrano every single day for an hour. We're, we're not going to see you every day. We're not going to see Mike Mattisar every day. And, you know, Poker Guru, these people that were, like, really pushing uh, the WSOP American side streams. Now what happens? Because, like, is it just, like, is this, like, what happens live when, like, like the uh, like august right like no one plays poker in august until florida comes yeah pretty like much. the live version i think so so I, I, does it
1: feel does it have that same feel where it's just like a down i mean for me yes like <clears throat> i desperately need some time off i need to pay some more attention to the company and like do some some things that don't involve me playing poker 24 7 um i think for the content space though it's a really good time to strike while the iron's hot mm. uh like if there were two of me I would have the other version streaming every single day still. Um, so, you know, if you want to get your streaming hat on. It was crazy. The, them the, streets.
0: I was at a, I was at snacks in Bellagio and like a couple people came in and they were like, chin. And I'm like, sup. Yes. <laughs> they're like, they're like, yo, we like your content, bro. Like, and I'm like, that's what's up, bro. He's like, you need to stream. <laughs> I was like,
1: I was like. Like yeah, let, don't
0: let Berkey hear you.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you should. They're like, we like Berkey. It's been an unfair work, unfair uh, workload. Don't you think you're so good at it? I don't know or care. <laughs> I just know I would like to do less of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm glad it's come to a close. And
1: <laughs> <laughs> waited <to> sidestep. <laughs> nah, man, it's just a step.
0: Uh, so, okay, so then what happens? Like, okay, you're saying there's a lot of people like the I the eyeballs are still there
1: yeah i mean jeff platt's still on every single day but now it's at like 3 p.m pacific because of the weird european times
0: yeah and and effectively you're saying like people are still there like there's there's a like if someone wants to start a stream like now's the
1: time you're saying i don't know so here's what i was uh, i was talking to waxman yesterday and i said if i had to start from scratch with no built-in audience i would never do it i would never ever ever have the desire to do what I just did for a month for an audience of one. Really? I mean, what's the point, Mm. right? Like for me personally, it's like, it's been great. It's been a good community building activity. Uh, It's been awesome to get positive feedback. It's been fascinating to watch how fast it grew. And, you know, having some deep runs mixed in there, it was nice to see like what the capabilities are once your stream starts to surpass that six hour mark. Yeah. But, you know, what's the end game if you're just a new streamer starting from scratch?
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I, it, it's one of those things where it's like, you kind of, if you need, because I'm, I'm looking at it, okay, Poker Guru jumped on. He built a pretty big audience pretty fast. No one really knew who he was. Um, so there is kind of the availability to build an audience, I guess, if you're... But
1: he was doing it to set up a coaching site.
0: Right, of course. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's an end game to it. I guess if you don't have an end game,
1: but you're good at poker, maybe you could still build a site, uh, uh, an audience and then... I think we're seeing this with Ginge right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's a fascinating individual. Yeah, I think what he's done on stream has been pretty impressive and he's interesting to watch. Uh, and I think he's struggling to figure out what his next step is. Right. Obviously, the world's kind of his oyster because he's built a, a, a fan base. But at the same time, like, if you don't have a good means to an end, there isn't much incentive to constantly give up EV and put on a show.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like people stream for different purposes, right? It's like some people stream because they feel like they want to give something back to the community where it's like, they're always like taking EV, taking EV. And maybe they want to give something back. Some people have like coaching sites. Some people like have aspirations of being a sponsored pro. Like there's a bunch of different reasons to stream. If if someone wanted to start streaming now, I'm unsure like what the path is maybe like become an acr pro like i'm not sure what, what you is get, the though. you know like, yeah.
1: what like what's what's the benefit i right, i'm right. sure it's greater than zero but yeah. it's a lot of hours it's mm-hmm. a lot of man hours to
0: put but a lot the of the times like the streamers are saying like well we stream anyway like i mean sorry not not we're playing anyway yeah so you know maybe they're giving something up but they're getting some tournament tickets i mean
1: for me personally like the difference between playing on and off stream is rather significant
0: what did you think about the run at once uh model of streaming do you remember that no so they, they they effectively had an offer like it was called stream oh R. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh,
1: i thought you meant like for the training site no 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 for the poker site yeah i think it's genius for an upstart uh company i think it's it's fantastic i, I don't think much came of it though no right? i don't remember like many people signing up or at least i don't i don't see them this no. is the struggle that a lot of these platforms are running into uh you know i i know i see globals kind of out in the streets they uh are doing some work with vanessa cade and you know, ACR has a handful of, uh, I guess, sponsored pros that they have streamed for them. And then you scale up and you start the party pokers right. who have a full stream team. GG, same thing. Uh, and then Stars, obviously, they have the mecca. They have, you know, probably the five best streamers in the game. The difference between Stars and the upstarts, like a run at once or or uh, global poker, is the difference between, you know, MLB and Little League. Mm. In, in some regard there the the likelihood in the mlb you're already pulling from the best talent in the world yeah and you're putting it on display that's what stars is doing for sure they cultivated the best streamers in the world they paid them handsomely and they're putting them on display they're they're putting all the churn behind them yeah. They're marketing them you know guys like lex drawing massive numbers because he's very talented both at streaming and at poker same thing with spraggy recently made a a, a deep run in one of the whatever the series running now for stars. Is. It was the stadium stadium series. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, and I think um, Tonka also I'm not positive. He's with stars, but I know that he just won a stadium series and, and did it on stream. So like, you know, all this stuff blows up pretty huge. Whenever you start to look at like the run at once model or, uh, you know, GG kind of, th- or sorry, not GG uh, global <coughs> kind of throwing their hat in the ring, trying to just curate talent, right? Yeah, yeah. Basically saying like, Hey, all streamers worldwide, uh, come to our platform stream some and we're gonna hand select the the best of the bunch you're literally talking about trying to hand select a little leaguer who you think has the prospects to be a major leaguer yeah it's impossible right it's They're, hard
0: it's very hard I mean sh- you can find them but like I, it, it's tough because they have to compete with people that if they are that good the bigger names won't just scoop them right right it's like it', it, it it's well so tough. that's
1: the thing right So like uh, I, I think this analogy is really really uh, key and maybe basketball is a better um, a better parallel because of AAU and yeah. you know th- there are fewer people playing and there are also fewer people who make it. So maybe let's roll with the basketball analogy. I'm just more familiar with baseball. but if you look at the difference between AAU and um, you know the the best D1 college athletes and then the NBA, uh gg is probably somewhere in the best d1 college athletes right they're going out they're seeking pro sponsorship same thing with party poker okay They're, they're getting people who are established streamers or at least established professionals who potentially have the capabilities of streaming they're paying them and they're hoping that it pays off on the back end in that some of them will graduate to be at the level of the nba right stars just went out and got lebron they're all the right. Lakers, right? Stars just said, okay, give me LeBron, give me Dwight Howard, give me uh, the brow, yeah, and everybody. let's throw them all in the fucking court, you know? Yeah. And, and that's really difficult to compete with when you're a small market team, right? like, say— um, like Oklahoma City. Like yeah, or Cleveland, right? right? Whenever they're just saying, like, okay, we're going to try to really—we're going to get out there into the community— and we're going to start going from small town to small town AAU tournaments. Yeah. And we're going to start to cultivate 14-year-olds. And then we're going to follow them through their D1 path. Give them some sneakers. Yeah, give them some sneakers, <laughs> a little bit of funding along the way. Just kind of give them the wink-wink and the nod of, of reminding them that Cleveland's been with you all along. Mm. So that whenever they finally come out, we can potentially draft them or sign them as a free agent or whatever the case may be. The likelihood that you're even going to find one ounce of talent in the AAU pool that is loyal to you throughout to the point where they're on the same level as the LeBron, the brow, et cetera. Uh, I refuse to call him by name, by the way, Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis I understand. Um, <laughs> the likelihood that you are going to both find that person and then cultivate their talent without losing them is nearly impossible because at the end of the day, it's all about the dollars, right? And yep. the Lakers will always be there. That's the thing. Ready to write a check.
0: That's the truth. For those of you that don't follow sports and don't really understand what just happened, you have a high school girlfriend. She's nice to you. And then all of a sudden you go to college. Then all of a sudden (laughs) the chick has the big hips and and the nice curves. And you're just like, God damn. Then the girl in the high school is like, hey, remember I've been with you all along. And you're like, deuces. And then you're over there in, in the dorm room with Shorty with the nice hips, and then you're you know that's what happens. They the ni- nice hips is the Lakers, the other one's Cleveland, and then you you got a tough decisions to make. Most of the time you go with the nice hips, then you graduate college, meet another girl that's actually a combination of both of these things, nice hips and the nice girl, and then you
1: get married. Mm. Welcome to real life. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not how mine <laughs> trajectory went but sure i could see that it's being the ideal path. trajectory you know
0: mm-hmm. i know i, I could name names of all the chicks that <laughs> fall into these categories sure, you know sure. what i'm saying you know what i'm saying and if you're on the guy side i don't know if you're a woman listening i don't know you i'll bring you on the podcast you explain to me how it works i'm gonna say you know
1: <laughs> shout out <to> ebony kenny
0: <laughs> yeah shout out to ebony kenny she's she's what's up she's in, uh, in vancouver or something right now all right so matt hunt he's been taking up some streams uh and
1: He even changed his Twitter name. He's doing God's work because he's doing precisely what I would hate, 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 hate to have to do. Like what? Not only is he starting from scratch through the streaming sphere, but he's transitioning also into another another market. Mm. So he's going from poker to gaming, which, you know, natural transition. Bigger market. Bigger market. Much bigger market. Adding a mental health spin to it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then starting from dead zero, of I'm new to this. Follow my journey. Let's build a community together. Fantastic! I think he's going to kill it. But I also think that like having done something similar with Soul for Why, if I had to reproduce that now, it'd be really hard to motivate myself.
0: The gaming uh, area or or sphere has had like two major losses in for mental health though, so it seems like. If the time to start a mental health stream Mm -hmm. is going to happen, the time is now. And I think that Hunt is taking that and running with it. And it's saying, like, you know, like, I am interested in gaming. I am interested in mental health. And I could put both those things together and and do it. And I've seen a lot of his tweets recently where it's just like, you know, it's been... I feel like this is giving him an avenue to, like, get motivated. Because a lot of his tweets... Not a lot of his tweets, but some of his tweets have been like you know it's been really hard for me this week or or something like that uh do you feel as if like for you like when you stream it gives you like a little bit like of happiness or or just like something to do or, or something to look forward to that day or anything like that
1: what what is happiness <laughs> really <laughs> well it's i'm saying a, like at least for some
0: people it's, it's just seemed... a temporary change of state right <laughs> oh man I could've, I could've, there's a lot of things i could have said about that but uh well, at least for him, it seems like he he, this is helping him. Yeah, yeah. Like he's helping yeah. himself and helping others.
1: Yeah, uh, there are definitely things <clears throat> I enjoy about the stream. Um, I I won't go so far as to say that like I was super pumped and looking forward to each and every one, mm. but I also didn't dread them. Um, they are what they are. Like it's it's a chance to be a showman, and I definitely enjoy that aspect of it. It's also a chance to put your skills on display, which I think uh, everyone who plays poker wants to do more of just because it's not really a game that lends itself to demonstrating who truly is good and who isn't Mm. we don't really get to see volume right we don't really get to see the zoomed in we only get to see the ten thousand foot approach where it's like uh here's a handful of hands that you played well or a handful of hands you played poorly um so yeah i I think from all that like it was a fun experiment i'll do more streaming in the future I i want to do more sooner than later but there are other things to attend to Um, For Hunt, I I think that it's really timely in the sense that it's organizing, um, you know, potentially a little bit of disorganization. Uh, The, I guess, quarantine or or COVID or or whatever you want to refer to it as, uh, you know, it impacted him, right? Like, we pretty much froze. We, We scaled way back, so he hasn't really been doing a lot for us. Uh, to my knowledge, like he hasn't been doing a ton for detox either. He's not really playing a ton, so suddenly, like his poker is just like vacation mode, mm-hmm. you know. And when that happens, like, and that's a, a bit of a, a stable bedrock of of your day to day livelihood. A lot of other things start to fall, you know. So I could see where like maybe he's bored, maybe he's. Uh, a little disheveled. Maybe he doesn't like have the motivation to do A, B, and C every single day through a routine. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been really fascinating. I haven't really got a chance to watch too much, um, but we've been talking. We're going to do uh, a co-stream of Red Dead Redemption, which is like one of my favorite RPGs that uh, my nephew and I beat when he was a kid. Man, it must have been seven or eight years ago now. Probably the last time I played a video game, too. I think I want to stream Zelda. That's what he's been doing. Zelda's fire, bro.
0: Zelda was one of the hardest games in of all time. Like I used to like Google, I don't even know if it was Google at the time. It might have been like com. And like be like, how do you beat this level? And then they would like give you instructions, yeah. and then you would have to follow. You cheated.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. I was actually like ahead of my time. Like I was in the information age
0: before the information age.
1: There are definitely some Nintendo games I would like to go back and play. Like uh Mega Man 2 was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Never beat it. got really really close um super nintendo games like uh super mario world was great you had super nintendo yeah god damn i it. i mean i got it once once it was once a... 64 came out
0: oh okay okay yeah, i right. was always uh i was <laughs> one always game entire behind. generation behind yeah i i remember super nintendo i had to choose between sega and super nintendo and i chose sega bad
1: choice yeah no. very bad choice
0: but it was actually i liked sonic though
1: sonic Yeah, my one of my good friends in high school had sega and there used to be this thing called the sega channel genius way ahead of its time you could stream games wow really on your tv that's crazy yeah it's weird i honestly like looking back on it it was like 1996 i don't even know how they had the technology but like you paid like 50 dollars a month and they had uh i don't know maybe 25 or 40 games that were available for you to just like play all you had to have was a sega and cable tv and obviously the internet Mm -hmm. um so yeah it must have been a little bit later like 98 maybe
0: Oh, all right. Well, that shit's crazy, though. You you ever see? You ever remember uh the channels where you used to like text and they would play whatever, whatever music video you wanted? No, those were fire, bro. <laughs> like like late at night on like BET. Mm-hmm. I think it was called the Box. Sure. You would like text. They would charge you like ninety nine cents, and they would play whatever. Some, no, whatever. I was
1: trying to get like free HBO and Cinemax, so I could see some boobies.
0: No, that's what you did. That's 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 what I'm talking about. Like I used to just play like
1: like the the most raunchy fucking music videos. Yeah, yeah, but like you could actually see naked boobies on cinemax. <laughs> Mystical. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. So the story, the, the the major story this week, Doug Polk versus Danny Negreanu. That's been the whole hype. It's been like Doug Polk puts out a challenge. People here were like, you guys didn't talk about Doug Polk. What the fuck? You know, from last week. And I'm like, bro, bro, it's not live anymore. Right. Relax. Like I have to, I have to record this. Yeah. We have to edit it. Yeah. We have to like comb it for like mistakes. Yeah. It, 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 it takes a while. Okay, and, uh, recording time. They they fucking launched. They issued the challenge on a Thursday. We launched on a Friday mm-hmm. uh, or on a, on a Wednesday. Relax.
2: Oh man. Hey, uh, Conrad,
1: is the vlog done yet? I'm like. Halfway done. So it's not coming out today.
0: I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so then okay, challenge gets issued. Challenge accepted from Daniel Negrano. They the 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 actual like what's gonna happen, like how many hands, what they're gonna play, still not there. But we know a challenge is gonna happen and they're gonna play. As of now, it's Heads Up, No Limit Hold'em with potentially another game being added by Daniel Negrano.
1: I don't think that's happening.
0: Okay, so then we're just playing
1: Heads Up, No Limit Hold'em. I think it's Heads Up, No Limit, two tables. That's what they've agreed on thus far, and it's going to be 200-400 between 10K and 25K hands. That is not favorable for
0: my man Daniel, I think. totally agree. Daniel, oh yeah, so let's talk it there and then we'll add more stuff. Why does Daniel take on this challenge? Because it can't he admits that it, he's not a favorite. Right. So it has to be more than that because it's not money. Right. Daniel has a lot of money already allegedly. I don't do his taxes, but like he probably has a lot of money. He's not a favorite in here admittedly by him. Mm-hmm. Why is he doing this?
1: I don't know. Honestly, that's the thing. It's like I don't know because to me it seems like he's been goaded into giving his mortal enemy money. And I struggle with
0: it. Is it like a free roll for him though?
1: So say say like
0: this like if he loses, he's expected to lose. But if he beats him, it's over for Doug Polk. Like he can never open his mouth again. Yeah, right? but
1: it's not a free roll in the sense that if he loses, he just gave his mortal enemy money that he was expected to give him. But what's like I guess if like, he gives Doug Polk a million dollars, do you think he's gonna feel good? No, I don't think so. It's gonna be way worse than however good he would feel if he beat Doug out of hundred K. Hmm.
0: That's a good point Because if
1: he wins He's not going to win by a landslide He's not going to win a million dollars You know Like we saw the Gelfond challenge Of two relatively comparable competitors uh, And it was plus a million All the way back down to minus a million Phil squeaks it out by what Thousands it, A couple thousand bucks yeah. yeah We see that sort of swing in this It's not going to correct hmm. It's the the correction If Daniel goes on a million dollar downswing The correction is going to be a couple hundred thousand Right, because he's expected to have been losing throughout that path, uh, and, and I think that like it can be worse if two comparable players are suffering enough variance where, you know, it's a what would that be twenty five buy and downswing? Uh, that's very likely to occur in a situation where one person has a pretty discernible edge. We might see something like a fifty or seventy five buy and downswing.
0: So I remember a long time ago, Ike Haxton mentions that two people that are even even if one is better than the other heads up the edge is not that much do you still think that's true like he he said like i remember this this was like this was made a very long time ago this had to be like close to 10 years
1: ago yeah if it's pre-solved then that's why it was thought to be true because live is so slow and the variance is so impactful that there isn't a big edge but online over mass volume with somebody playing an approximate gto strategy and the other one hoping to catch up to that strategy. No, you just print your EV. Mm. You know, if he's supposed to make seventy-five cents a hand, he's going to. But it's gonna be within plus or minus ten cents, plus or minus fifteen cents.
0: Without without so Doug Polk hasn't played poker in two years.
1: It's why Before, it's why high stakes heads up died. Right. Right? Because like after enough sample, it became very clear that you could just handicap a match plus or minus a few cents on the dollar. Of Of what the expectation of each person is, I mean, in, in all honesty, if like this were a fair wager, Doug should have to spot Daniel mm. some some lead, you know, some fair lead where like maybe Doug's risking a dollar ten to every dollar that Daniel bets. but Daniel snap called too fast. I think he could have negotiated way better terms. Doug wanted this. Daniel doesn't give a shit. Daniel right. really had a lot. Working in his favor to negotiate terms, right? Because he's a dog. Like, it,
0: yeah. I think everyone, including Daniel, agrees that he's a dog. Yeah. I mean, they're still working out the terms, so there, there, things could change. But as yeah, of but now, like, yeah.
1: You know, you can't really backtrack and say like, okay, I want you to, uh, pay a hundred and ten percent on, on losses, or I'll I'll pay ninety percent on losses. Something like I want ten percent back. Yeah, yeah. Right. I want a ten percent refund. That's common. That happens a lot whenever you're handicapping these types of matches. Yeah. I think you could. I think I think you should negotiate for Daniel. Yeah, I, I would love to. I think you should retroactively, be like, like two weeks ago.
0: I think you should be like, "Hey, you're no longer speaking with my client. <sighs> <laughs> you, you you talk to me. We want ten percent rake win back or <laughs> losses back. Yeah, yeah like ten percent loss back, and we would like five thousand of these hands to be played live.
1: I, I honestly <laughs> think that like if it's within shouting like shouting distance uh within like maybe the final 1000 hands they should play it in poker go
0: yeah i think poker go would would pay them to do it
1: yeah for sure you should negotiate with poker go too look right i'm <laughs> i'm putting on my hat man like anybody who wants me to negotiate contracts right now let's let's fucking talk i i okay so then daniel goes on his podcast The that pocket
0: that little, poker. Little tipsy little bit lit up yeah. That's cool though. That's cool with me. No, right? I like it. People seen me He's with firing. the with with the white claws and all the shit. It's like, it's all good, man.
2: He says, question. I'm not a favorite. There's like, okay. There's literally there is no possible argument you can make, okay, that I'm a favorite going into this match. This is literally the specialized format. He says I didn't play for two years. The last time I played heads up no limit hold'em was ten years ago. If we wanted to make the equivalent, right? You know, for him playing heads up, no limit hold of me, we play high stakes, super high roller bowls and crossbow and I'll destroy him. He would never agree to that because he'd get destroyed. I would lay a price against him, but he would never do that because those are not his terms. All I've played my whole life is tournaments, right? I play some cash on the side. He would never agree. He would never step to the plate. He throws out a challenge in literally his own. It's like his only game that he's actually good at. Everything else in terms of like tournaments and, you know, multi-table events and crossbooks, he would deny in a heartbeat. I wouldn't even bother throwing it out because you would be like, bro, 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 you're backing out, you're backpedaling, blah, blah, blah. I'm playing your fucking game. I'm just saying, if I offered you a crossbook in high rollers, step to me, bitch.
0: He went off. Yeah.
2: Effectively, he said he could never play
0: anything that's not outside of online heads up. A lot of people agree with Daniel. A lot of people agree with Daniel. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to say who. I'm not going to say who. I'm just going to say a lot of people agree with Daniel. It's. 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 I don't know what to say. I, I don't. I don't. I,
1: I, all right. I. I think that there is some truth to what Daniel's saying. You know, Doug's been sitting on a perch criticizing the entire community for the past seven or eight years, basically telling it how it is as far as where he ranks the talent across the mm. board. If we're talking about six max no limit hold'em, Doug's not elite. Right. He's just not. Right. He's he, not OTB Red Baron. Right. Right. If we're talking about uh, you know, super high roller tournaments, Doug's right. not elite.
0: He's not Christoph Vogelsheim.
1: Right. That doesn't mean he's not profitable. And even if he's not profitable, that doesn't mean he's the biggest loser in the field either. He's not Nick Palma. <laughs> Yo.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's up? What's up? Come at me. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. This is the realest podcast. Let's go.
1: <laughs> fish on a heater. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, uh, I, I obviously I think that Daniel's tirade is fueled by a distaste for Doug. And, you know, I share it. Mm. Uh, the, the guy does a great job of dragging people's names to the mud. Um, to say he's a fish, I think, is extreme. He's right. winning in almost all fields that he sits in. Is he? Not, in, maybe in, not in the, in the high rollers. Is yeah, tubbers. probably not. Right. Probably not, right? That doesn't mean he's a fish. He hasn't played a high roller in three years. Right. It's evolved a ton. I'm sure he's not studying this metric. Right. To say he couldn't ever win in them is false, right? Like, I think I'm probably losing in high rollers also. I also think that with enough enough work and dedication to specifically that discipline, I could probably start to win. Right. Um, it, It's just a matter of motivation. And again, this goes all the way back to, like, why is Daniel accepting this? Because he doesn't have, I, I don't, I don't, I can't see where the stars align that he's motivated to learn heads up, no limit, hold him cash against, you know, a former, a guy who literally wrote the book. At some point, I think it, it's like, you want to punch the bully back. Sure. I get I, I think that. that's what it comes down to. Right. Let's negotiate some favorable terms here. Right. right. Let's, let's, uh, you know, it, at least when McGregor fought, uh, floyd mm. he got paid he got paid a lot he got compensated for sacrificing his skill set to enter the domain of a master mm. right and they both know how to punch much like both of these guys know how to play no limit hold no limit texas hold right? right right but we're talking about two very very different arenas uh you know even compromising of doing this live versus online neutralizes the edge a lot i think so I think Daniel has a big uphill challenge. I, I do think that there are some Why quir- do you think
0: that is? I'm sorry to cut you off. Why do sure. you think
1: that is like the online versus live? Because volume first and foremost. Well, even if they played
0: uh okay, obviously it's not feasible. It's not feasible. To, it's not feasible. You're, but yeah, you would have if, to play for a year. If uh Daniel says like I would destroy him live, he's a little bitch that has live tells and he can't wear if he can't wear a scarf and, and sunglasses, he's dead. He has zero percent chance that's some strong shit yeah,
1: but that's not true
0: i don't know man daniel daniel i've seen daniel call out people's hands yeah sure he,
1: like he's probably right in that he he garners an edge through these areas that polk's leaking but polk still has sound strategy mm-hmm. so it's like it's not like suddenly but what if
0: that da- daniel can see the cards he's effectively saying like i don't care about your strategy but, that, but that's not yeah, true yeah, right
1: it's yeah. like you're never gonna have that sort of pinpoint accuracy it'll it'll it'll, it'll sway things a little bit more favorably for daniel in close spots he'll perform a little bit more accurately he'll have a little bit more confidence also live is very emotional it's very psychological right like you feel the momentum shifts and you have to stare one another in the fucking face and deal with the fact that this guy just got out on you three hands in a row and you know there's so much more psychology at play and on display nonetheless right um online it's it's robotic it's mechanic it's it's stick to your guns implement the strategy implement and that obviously favors polk you know this guy literally played a machine for a month yeah, yeah. that's that's a big edge to have in this sort of uh mano-a-mano battle let me ask you a question burke hit me who do you like
0: like respect like if you say like okay i really would like this guy to respect my game like who would it be like it, it like up here like someone that you'd be like oh like it's kind of nice that this person
1: respects my game Godfather. everybody okay. the godfather Ooh.
0: So if Galphon said, I think you're not the best uh, high stakes deep stack player mm-hmm. in the world. Would you go to the bar and cry and and say like, and, you know, similar to how like Doug Polk cried when Ben Tollerine said, you're just not the best heads up player in the world. Would you go to the bar and cry if Galphon told you like. Is, is there that,
1: anybody to corroborate this story? Like, did this in fact happen?
0: I think this actually happened. Like Ben Tollerine
1: told doug polk okay that part i'm I'm not trying to poke holes in okay like what's the response to legitimately go to a bar and cry i don't know about the bar that sounds pretty
0: comical i i I, that happened man like that did it though i don't know all i know is that like you know the bartender said there was a tear and uh and uh my man daniel negrano is corroborating the story i don't know man doug polk said a lot of shit about you and people think it's true so I'm just gonna go by what I hear, okay? Yeah,
1: I mean that's fine. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I'm not one for throwing poo for the sake of throwing poo. This, this sounds out of context. I highly doubt. A couple drinks
0: down, man, you start crying. Like
1: I, I, I you know, I mean, I, I've
0: I've been there, man. I know. I know the feeling. Like Shorty tells you, like you know <laughs> something, and then like you're at the bar, all of a sudden you're not as good as you think you are in in, uh, in like. And whatever. And then all of a sudden you start crying. Strokes a little off. You know, like strokes a little off. Maybe the bet's a little off. Like, what are you? what's going on, man? I feel you, Doug Polk. I'm I mean,
1: I, I think like, you know, dating back six, seven years ago, whenever High Stakes Heads Up was a big dick swinging contest. And I'm sure a lot of people validated their worth on where they ranked. Uh, this was probably very important to him. I doubt it matters now. Mm-hmm. I honestly can't imagine that Doug loses sleep over where he ranks in the high stakes heads up, no limit community. But it depends what Ben 86 thinks about him.
0: That's what he really thinks. I, I, I don't think that's true. I really don't. So, okay. So then
1: now what? Do you think you think all eyes are going to be on this match? It's big for the poker community. I mean, it, it gives us something to talk about. It gives us something to basically bet on, right? Like the lines are already out. I think Daniel's just shy of a three to one dog. Timex is on everything, man. Oh, for sure. <laughs> this guy is just for on sure. everything. I'll be interested to see how the lines move. Because I expect even at three to one. I, I
0: think Daniel, I would bet on Daniel, right?
1: I think the line's gonna move more favorably for Daniel. I like it's
0: gonna go four to one?
1: If all the money comes in on Polk, they can't just leave the line as is. Yeah, yeah. They have to get some money on on Negranu, right? Uh so yeah, like I, I could easily see it moving. Even further in Daniel's favor
0: at four to one, I think you just have to bet Daniel. Like he's like, I mean, at the end of the day, the guy's a pro. Like he can't be a four to one. How dog. much?
1: How much was was Galfond laying? To uh, two to one. No, to coaches who were challenging. It was two to one. Right? No, Chance is getting a sick price. He's getting like five to one. I'm curious about that. I mean, that's crazy. Chance is getting a huge
0: price. Wow, that's crazy. It because is- I
1: remember I considered like. Is there a snowball's <laughs> chance in hell that I could train myself to a point where I could compete with Galfon to the point where I win like one in five times? Okay, so let's And like I
0: arrived at- No. That, no. I mean, it's also just high risk. Like when you lose, like you lose a lot of
1: money. Like actual of. money.
0: Kind of. I mean, he could have, like Vini could have lost a million or something
1: crazy, like you know. No, 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 no. Oh, you mean the actual yeah actual part. match? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like when you lose, you lose a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> like. yeah, yeah, for sure. No, trust me. Like it's it's a high risk endeavor, but yeah, I mean, like that's the thing. It's uh, I I don't know that he has a fighter's chance here. That's how. That's so crazy though. I don't I know. think he has. I I think he look. I don't want to cut Daniel short. I think that he has a. Better than average chance of keeping this match close. Mm. I think we could easily see this, you know, ending uh, somewhere between minus five and minus fifteen buy-ins, and I think that's respectable, right? Like that's that's if they play twenty-five thousand hands and you lose ten buy-ins, it's not really that big of a deal. Right? Do you think he can win? That's the thing. I don't know that he has a fighter's chance. I, I really don't because I've played a lot of heads up through throughout quarantine. I don't think I'm very good at heads up. I'm like Daniel. Like my skill set is ring. I think he mentioned a couple of things in podcasts that really rung true to me. Where it's like uh, there's a reason why game theory strategies develop off of heads up play. It's the most solvable. It's the easiest. It's, yeah. it's impossible to even solve that truly to completion. But it's the most practical, right? Like we start with wide ranges. It's one versus one. There are no other parameters to really input, and we work our way backwards. Yeah. So we can come up with a, a practical, approximated GTO strategy. That goes out the window whenever you start playing multiweight. And I understand that there's munker out there and yada, yada, yada. But understand that with every single new person you add to the table, those parameters now come with some volatility because of the inaccuracies. And yeah. that all compounds, and we just land on something that we call a GTO approximation. But let's be quite frank. It, the, the margin of error is so fucking vast yeah. that, you know, what humans are doing intuitively is probably pretty comparable win rate.
0: Do you think this would be bigger than the Galfond Challenge?
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I think that they have the right media churn behind them. I I, I still think that uh, I love Galfond to death. I think they dropped the ball in promoting that he's crying he's going to cry he's not going to cry i promise you trust me i i
0: i i i know Galfon. he's a very sensitive human being and like you are telling him that he dropped the ball he's going to be crying with his baby at the bar
1: with pharaoh well if that's the case then i i rescind my comment because uh i would never want to do that to any of the galfons however my whole point is uh i think that there are you know we don't suffer from media dilution like all other for better or for worse, uh, all other arenas are so diluted in their media sources that it's difficult to pin down one place to centrally locate something like that. We don't have a lot of options here. You mm-hmm. know, you, you, you go through PokerGo, you go through PokerNews, whatever. Like, it's, it's pretty centrally focused. And you can build your own platform and you can drive traffic that way. And I know that that's what Phil was intending on doing. Um, it just doesn't work nearly as well. Uh, it's great that they got 20,000 Twitch viewers for the final couple streams. That's fucking awesome. But it, it wasn't the Phil Antonio heads-up match, mm-hmm. right? And I think the Negrano polk thing will look a lot closer to that. I
0: think Negranu is uh, fighting for his place as the first family of poker mm. because the Galfons are coming. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're, they're, they're trying to take over being the first family of poker. Mm-hmm. So, if Daniel wins this, he will retain first family of poker. And we'll see what happens. But you did mention the Antonio and Helmuth match that happened this week on Poker Go. It's a new show called The Duel. You know a lot about it because you kind of you, – you, you seem to know a lot of things – behind I the got scenes sources, man. You, you're like behind the scenes you know I'm tapped in everywhere you're tapped in you're, you're 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 corporate you know i'm for the people okay <laughs> i'm out there and i'm t- the people are asking me questions and i'm like okay i'll research i have people I, I, i'm gonna text berkey okay <laughs> 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 um okay so all right tell us tell us about the duel and then we'll talk about actually uh the show but like tell us yeah. like the structure
1: so the way that i understand it is it's similar to mortal Kombat if you've ever played that video game where when is that you that the win get, Is that the get over here one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. When you win a match You then uh, Rise through the ranks Right? Mm-hmm. So you move on to the next The next uh, boss If you will And each one gets progressively tougher So the way I understand this It's the same thing uh, Each round gets progressively more expensive So Phil and Antonio effectively bought in at the base At, at the beginner round mm-hmm. And uh, that was a 50k buy in each um, Beginner round well, that's where we're at. Beginner is the wrong word, but entry level. Entry well, level. It's right. like multi-level marketing. Yeah. Like- yeah, exactly. So now, round two, uh, Antonio has the option to challenge Phil again. Or, if he declines, a new challenger can step in. So it's also kind of, uh, maybe a, a better analogy would be like similar to boxing. Right? Uh, going through the ranks of boxing. Man, that just reminded me. There was a fucking great game on Sega. I think it was a Vander Holyfield boxing.
0: I never played it. What
1: a game, man! It, it was built just like this. Like you just went through this tier, and then eventually you became like the the welterweight. I think we need a.
0: I need. A, I think we need a game night with just like all video games.
1: Yeah, I'm in. That, that actually sounds pretty dope. Yeah, we should definitely do this. We'll stream it. I like this. I like this idea. We're gonna get Hunt involved. Okay, we're gonna play too many sports games though. He's gonna get pissed. He's
0: gonna be so mad. NBA 2K. No, it can't be 2K. 2K is too modern. It has to be like like uh, NBA Jam. Yeah, NBA Jam was fire. Yeah, NBA Jam and Larry Johnson in the corner.
1: I got some. I got some throwback games that I think he would enjoy. There's this game called Joe and Mac on Super Nintendo. You're two cavemen fighting dinosaurs. Okay, okay. No, 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 no. (laughs) We're not doing that. You throw a boomerang and rocks and shit. It's great. Okay, so then, uh, so each each tier, you progress to the new boss, right? and each level doubles. So the next level is 100K. So he'll either be playing Antonio again or a new challenger for 100K. And Phil doesn't have the option to quit. Mm. So the winner has to win four matches in a row before he can opt out. And to my knowledge, he can continue through the gauntlet should he choose to after the fourth match, but he'll be risking significant money at that point. So it'd be 50, 100, 200, 400 would be the final match that he wins. So now he can play an 800K match and risk it all. Oh my lord. Or, you know, just take his four hundred K and walk. Um, and it's set up so where like risk. if you run the full gauntlet, I think it's twelve matches, the final match is like six point two million or something like that. But how does the other person how does they the other buy person? right in? Who is it gonna be? Bill Klein? That's what I said. <laughs> That's what I said. And and the response was just Ivy. Ivy? Just as oh, always and Ivy bo- and Boston. and Ivy. It's always Ivy. The end is always yeah. Ivy. Yeah, yeah, Ivy is like Bowser. Like, yeah, he's some... the end boss for sure. Like, no matter what happens, no matter how many rounds it ends up being, like wherever the the ceiling is, you're you're just gonna have to get through Ivy. Honestly, like Ivy would be like the that would be
0: a must watch heads yeah. up match.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, This all fails, we're gonna do something similar, video game style, with like you know one one hundredth of the stakes. Yeah. It's gonna be $500 to get in. The end boss is gonna be like, you know, 10K. Yeah. And Jason Mercier. Like, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: like, the end boss is Jason Mercier. This yeah. is very reasonable. You yeah. know, like it's like a 10K hit. Oh my God. I can't even imagine, like, even okay, like, even if it's not $6 million, like a million dollars heads up match is insanity. Insane. Insane. Like, who's gonna play this? Right. Like, who's that rich it, on either side? Like, if you're a pro, you're definitely not that rich to do
1: that. Like, there's right. no pro that can play more. Well, the next. crazy thing is, too, you, you almost don't want it to be a businessman buying in at that level because you don't want the, the matches to get progressively easier. Like, you don't want to fit. Right. I, I mean,. You know, don't get me wrong. As a self as a selfish if you're the pro, you would love For it. sure, for sure. It's like, oh, I get Guy Liberte at the two point five million mark. Like, yeah, sure, yeah. I'll battle Ivy at the million. <laughs> yeah. Like if I just pray get, for it. If I just get lucky against Ivy, I could just screw That on. is that, that would be kind of a cool thing, right? So say you graduate the four hundred K one and then like let's say Ivy's the eight hundred K match. But you also know that like Guy Liberté is the one point six million match. You just risk it. You're only in for 50k. You just gotta do. You gotta be smart. You just gotta sell a lot for the
0: Ivy match, and then once you beat that, no, match, no, no. Because if anyone's gonna buy, they're buying they're the buying. equity for the Guy Liberté match. Obviously, you know. But maybe you got some dumb buyers out there. Maybe you just be like, listen, I'll sell you a markdown for the Ivy one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'll sell you a markdown for the Ivy one. But I, that's it. Like that's a pretty at markdown. You might get some action, maybe. Know? Uh, so a little markdown. Hope to you know, hope yeah. to get through, and then just keep all your equity for the for the Gi match. I got you, homie. <laughs> Yo, we're negotiators out here. Like this is what's up.
1: But yeah, so then like if if Antonio does challenge him and then he wins, now I think Phil has the option to challenge him for a third match, but they have to play for 200k. Wow. But again, it, it resets. So now Antonio would only be at win one. So now if he goes through the ladder. He doesn't exit until the 800k stage, do so you, he has to up the stakes. Do you think that?
0: Uh, so we're early on in this concept. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's like an education process? Like this seems like a lot to like for like an. Casual Honestly, fam- the
1: best thing that they could do for a promotion would be turn this into uh, a fake video game. Mm. So you don't actually have to build the video game, but you build out a video, like something for me, the user to watch. Yeah, that is being played to me as if it's a video game format right. right and they show kind of like yeah you just show like some animation of Helmuth versus antonio like
0: and then like he beats him and then goes on to this and it, one it, it, it has
1: like the the uh the um mike tyson's punch out like yeah. rah, 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 rah. <laughs> they're just like jawing at each other <laughs> like rah, rah. and then there's like subtitles <laughs> like i'll beat this kid at any time or whatever and then you know yeah and then it just progresses through the ranks each and every one i, I honestly think poker go if you're listening. Look, I'm your guy. Yeah, we're not. I got be- the visual marketing tactics. I got a team that can pull this off. Hit me ha- up,
0: hundred thousand. Hit me up, hundred thousand is cheap. Cheap. It's so cheap. Like so you, these cheap. guys are playing for six million.
1: Th- here's the thing. On the low, we're just gonna build it ourselves. Yeah, they better hope we don't. We're just gonna build it ourselves. Whenever, whenever this thing you know, all cools down and whatnot, it's like, okay, we're gonna have the five hundred dollar version. <laughs> so,
0: day one, the poker Go goes down. Yeah. Like it- uh, Nick Schulman does an interview with with Antonio and and Helmut. Seems like it went okay. Then after that, they are playing. They're gonna play the match. It just goes down, right? It's like I tried, the I, Yeah, I try to tune in, and there was nothing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What's going on? Is, is the match today?" And then I would go on Twitter, and I was like, "Yeah, the match is today." I'm like, "What's going on?" Then eventually, it's like, "Oh, the servers went down. There's too many people." I I mean, there wasn't even too many people for the main event. Right. Like, why, like, well, the
1: main event wasn't free.
0: Right. So, this was free. So, this now they made it free. It crashed the servers because it was too many people. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, that means, like, these two That's names. That's good. That, that means that there's a pulse. These two names are still massive. Oh, for sure. Like, we've, they're just so massive. We've
1: talked about this a lot. The old yeah. guard is so impossible to replace, right? Like, they've just had millions and millions of dollars promoting them for the last 15 to 20 years Mm -hmm. there is just nobody in our industry who has that type of churn right like the best of the best even even and ivy don't have that sort of churn they have that sort of appeal but they don't have that much market value because there's never been that kind of money behind them there was a lot of money behind Durr at some
0: point. Yeah, or, they had one full. But it was, commercial. but it was, it was, it was a, it was such short a tiny window. window. Yeah, right. It was he was like the biggest he, name. He had
1: the same churn that like Elky had with Stars or Jason. Whew.
0: I don't know, man. That that Dur, like I remember when Durr and and Stars, they were like. I'm sorry, when Full Tone Stars were just like at a bidding war to sign him. Yeah. And it
1: was, it was insane. And then I'm sure he got like a pile of money. Yeah. Yeah. But like when it's all said and done, the memorable thing is the commercial he did in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Dirt Challenge that never came to be. Right. So now it's right, it's right. an infamous Dirt Challenge, not the right, famous Dirt right. Challenge. You think about like Elkie and Jay. Like they had a few commercials with stars. Mm-hmm. They were pretty dope. They were really relevant for this pocket of time post-Black Friday well beyond dur now but it fizzled right stars just axed yeah. everybody right, right everybody that wasn't a streamer and they kept this tiny little core group the only people who could potentially replace the old guard is spraggy fitten and lex because they're Oof. in the position of having that corporation backing them mm. but they're not big enough you know they're they're very niche to what they're great at and Though I think that they garner more eyes than almost everybody else in the industry that isn't the old guard, it doesn't rival high stakes poker. So, what would you say to someone like you or G Man, like these guys that are like
0: big names, fan favorites? They want like people like seeing them.
1: Like, don't
0: you guys have a chance?
1: No, no shot, literally, no shot. Get yours where you can, build your brand, carve your own niche have an exit plan but like never we won't ever you won't see anybody else now reach jason mercier status let alone beyond right like you just won't so what who would you say is like like jason mercier status is like like mercier and polk i think like hit the ceiling of what our generation can build up to
0: like a Jake Harver
1: you're saying like Jake carver is another good example yeah I don't think we can get beyond those bounds because we just don't have enough enough push behind us, right? There just is nothing extending us out to the the general populace. There's no WSOP brand, there's no you know Wbt brand, there's no uh stars or Party poker or whatever. And even with their best efforts now, if Party was like, okay, we're gonna go to the old model. We're gonna build the next. Daniel Negreanu. We're going to build the next Antonio. It, it, it doesn't work because it was a perfect storm mm. of online poker and television collaborating,
0: right? It can happen. If, if, if let's say uh, poker is legalized everywhere, goes back on TV, it's a perfect storm again.
1: I don't think. I don't think so. All of that televised poker was generated by the online sites through their marketing budget. Yeah. But there was such a massive influx of liquidity They were making money so fast and so furious with so many new customers to acquire that it was a simple loss leader for them and they had no problems doing it. It won't be that easy even if we went nationwide uh, free reign to play, right? Like the market's a lot smarter. It's a a lot uh, smaller. The amount of um, new acquisitions will just be fewer than we saw 20 years ago Mm. and the retention will be shorter. Right. So like for every dollar that you spend marketing, the return will, you know, maybe it was like uh, a factor of 10 back then with retention rates and spend and liquidity and all that other stuff. Now it might be like a factor of two, a factor of three, something like that. So I just don't think, and it'll be much more competitive. It won't just be full tilt and stars, right? It'll be six or seven different clients that are all pretty level across the board.
0: I think New Era is going to come in and uh and like give you a deal for some hats, you know? They're going to give you a deal to be like, listen, man, wear my hat every day at the
1: podcast.
0: How much? It,
1: it would take something like MLB or NFL saying, like, we're going to sportify poker. And we're going to build a an offshoot league.
0: Yeah, they'll build a dome in
1: Vegas like they did in Orlando. Sure.
0: Right? Just have all the poker players in there.
1: It'll yeah. never happen though, because uh, all of all of sports are born off of TV rights. Yeah, they're making billions A lot. off of television. Yeah.
0: Rights. They don't even care about the fans, right? This is why, like, at least like the live fans, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just like all all everyone's like, oh, there's no fans. It's like bro, they don't care about the fans. Yeah, like, they make money. Like, it's like the fans is like they're just
1: there, like they fucking donate the money. It, that they it's made <laughs> it's on, like on the, the
0: fans, stuff. the fans is like that's extra, like that's icing on the cake.
1: Everything they care about is the TV. Yeah, you know. Yeah, TV revenue is like billions. Yeah, and uh, poker just doesn't offer that. Yeah,
0: maybe we maybe we need to start something. I don't know. Uh, people are asking an update for uh, our to be determined.
1: It's to be determined.
0: Yeah, I've gotten a lot of a lot of uh, inqu- inquiries. Yeah, they're like, when's to be determined? I've heard of this shit for twenty years. <laughs> I'm like, I like it's coming, man. The it's rough coming. cut's
1: done. The rough cut is done. We're we're close. Um, before quarantine's over, it'll be out. <laughs>
0: <That's> <laughs> such an open-ended... Listen, when To Be Determined comes out, I want you all to break the fucking servers yeah. of, of PokerGo. Actually, try to break our servers. Yeah, break our servers <laughs> first. Break the software YTV servers. Uh, we'll, we'll pay for it, man. It's fine. It's fine. And then you guys, we'll start a Patreon so that you can fund this to rebuild the server. Again. Right. Because we you know, we're going to give it to you for free, but then all of a sudden, you guys... Are, I don't know. I don't want to give... I don't want to make... Prom- Berkey taught me something about this podcast. I don't want to make promises I can't keep. So I don't know if it's going to be free on our site. No, it is. Oh, God damn it. I was, I was trying to save us.
1: No, it, it, okay. we're, we're launching our free site in two weeks. Um, so we're going to come out with the whiteboard videos to be determined will be shortly thereafter. So all of that will live uh, on the free site. All it'll cost you is an email address.
0: And the real email address, all right? Don't send me no fake email address from Yahoo. I'll fucking ban your account. All right, the real one, the Gmail, right? The 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 work one,
1: yeah.
0: The one your wife don't see, Hmm. or maybe the one the wife does see. I don't know. (laughs) All right, I hope you all enjoyed. This is episode eleven. If you haven't yet, like, subscribe, share with your friends. Bergy's trying to get a new era sponsorship. We're trying to be sponsored by Google. We're trying to break down the servers, and we'll see you all next week.